0: Hey, welcome, everybody. Glad to see you today, or hear you for sure. And uh, uh, I'm here, I'm Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my partner, Adam Sunhalter, and we're coaches, business coaches. And we're here at our studio, which, uh, no, not really. We're in, we we don't have a studio. We're using technology called Zoom, and it uh, works great. We're creating a podcast for our, the company that we own called... Uh, Dirty Secrets of Small Business, and it's a podcast. We've made over 300 of them, and it talks about our business dealings with our clients, Uh, uh, pick a subject that basically comes up during our our meeting with our client, and we make it into a podcast discussion. Uh, We deal with companies, 1 to 25 employees. Any, any industry it makes no difference. We can usually add value with our comments, with our analysis of what you do. And it isn't an analysis of, of, uh, of uh, MBA-ish. It's something that's practical. Adam and I have, have both owned companies, evaluated companies, uh, audited companies, bought, sold. Just, you know, we've done everything in the small business world, defined as one to 25 people, and we love doing it. We absolutely love doing it. There's so much structure, so this with giving a value or attempting to give value to, to small business owners who don't really understand business the way they should, and they know it, and they feel it. There's nobody to talk to that makes sense to them or isn't so expensive and you know, it doesn't drive to value-oriented service. Uh, they say they do, but they really don't. But we do. We say we do, and we do. So we love the small business owner, and uh, we find this uh, a lot of fun to do these podcasts covering subjects that are real. They're coming from real time, and they're, they're framed in such a way that they're easy to understand for most people because... We don't have the professional uh studio that is a big overhead expense and
1: something that we're
0: hoping we can do without at least at this point and uh again welcome welcome to our show uh, as i said i'm here with adam adam sunalter adam how you doing
1: i'm excellent jack i'm actually yeah I, I, we wish everybody a happy new year this is our first show of 2023 so happy new year everybody um and we're here to talk about this episode 348, as Jack mentioned. We, you know, we've been doing this almost seven years now. We do a show every week, and it's geared towards trying to uh, stand the test of time. And the topic today is one of our favorites. It's something that we've talked about, and it's probably one of the dirtiest little secrets we've discussed numerous times on this show, Jack. And, and uh, the topic today is how do I get a customer who owes me a lot of money to pay? And that dirty little secret is that you're a bank as a small business owner. Do you know that? You certainly, you certainly can be. That's right. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the why good you, news... Why do you say that, Adam? Why do well, you say we're a bank? Well, I would say the, the good news is you aren't, <laughs> you aren't tied down by all the regulations that the banks are, but you're really a bank because what's happening is you're often given credit to people. These people are known as your customers. And if you take a look at your accounts receivable, you've got some folks who owe you some money. You've given them some credit. You've provided some products or services to them. And they haven't paid you in a little while, or maybe they've been building up their you know, their, their credit in terms of what they owe you. But as a small business owner, you're often playing the bank. You're the one who's providing products and services and not getting paid for on the best times. Maybe it's for a few days, a few weeks, but it can stretch out to, to 60, 90 days, several months where all of a sudden you're getting better, even years. And we know it's a challenge. And as we head into 2023, as 2022 ended, there's a lot of discussions about recessions and tough times ahead. And if you haven't had issues with clients paying you to date, it's something you might want to be aware of because it's always best, as with many things, Jack, is to not get into that hole where somebody owes you a bunch of money. But if they do, there's ways to approach that to make sure that you get paid. And keeping in mind that Nobody's going to care about your money as much as you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as silly as it might sound, we have found, Jack, that a lot of owners aren't quite sure who owes them money. That's right. Right? And, again, for those of you who don't own a company, it might sound silly. But if you own a business, you can appreciate the fact that you get involved, so many things day to day. As you get into what's going on, you're just con- continuing to you know, be putting out fires, you're, you're providing services to, to, to your customers, and it's all you can do to get through your days. And you get up the next day and do it again. And I don't know think that you assume people take care of it. But again, it's being taken care of. Things will happen. But you're going to say maybe tracking what's kind of going on. So often maybe people aren't even aware of what's going on. They just know that they're very busy, Jack. And we're busy doing stuff. We're busy hiring people. We're busy servicing our accounts. Yet there's some strain and stress on the business, Jack. We're all of a sudden cash. It's starting to become tight.
0: Yeah, they know. They know there's something wrong, but they don't know
1: how to address it.
0: And and the answers are right there, which is always not always, but usually the case. You know, accounting and the related support systems are are very easy to implement. Well, I shouldn't use easy. The, the support systems and, and accounting really make life easy because it organizes all the business decisions. So when Adam's talking about uh, not knowing their accounts receivable, you know, they aren't studying or do they? if they do study, they may not understand what they're looking at. That's pretty important. And it's very common in small businesses.
1: Yeah. And one of the things we've talked about a lot, a lot, Jack, is one of the reasons we love small business so much. We talk about the fact that you still have kind of a heart with small business. There's still a lot of personal part of small business. And so often the way this thing happens is, you know, you're giving somebody credit because you know who the person is. Your customer is another fellow small business owner and, you know, you feel good about them and you want to help them out. And so and you know, early on, they're paying their bills on a regular basis. But maybe they're, you know, things get a little tough and they're, they're going through some growing pains or things happen or, again, much like you're playing the bank, they're playing the bank for somebody else, too. You know, so often as you go through some growth phases, it can become challenging and all of a sudden cash becomes becomes an issue. You start to kind of run hey, out. I don't
0: I don't understand. What 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 do you mean
1: playing the bank?
0: I thought I understood, but I don't know if I do know.
1: Well, think about what the, what the bank does for you. The bank takes care of the the bank will loan you some money, let you use that money and spend the money. However, you're going to do it. You invest it in your business, you invest it in your people. Um, you invest whatever you're gonna invest it in. But the bank mm-hmm. wants to get paid back. All right. Now, the bank usually has a, a regular schedule that they have you kind of pay back. But if you have a line of credit, line of credit, you can pay back as you feel like. And often you get to the point where you know if, if you aren't paying the bank back when, when they were supposed to be paid back, they can start to do some stuff to you. You know, when you when you go get a loan, you have to sign a bunch of documents. And what that does is enables the bank to come to you and 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 get paid. Or if you aren't able to pay them, depending on what, what's going on, a lot of times they have what's known as liens on your assets. They can literally grab your assets and sell them to get cash so they get taken care of. Well, can you do that? Again, let's go back to your point about being a bank. Well, can you can you do that to your clients, Jack? Can you go into your customers? As, you know, sure. You play some liens on 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 people's stuff. You can do stuff like that. But again, when I say you're playing the bank, again, you're you're giving people money because you're giving them your product or service, and they aren't paying you for it right now. So you're giving them credit. So you're yeah, like they, a bank. They, oh, so the way they you they should
0: you should be paying the bank, but you don't.
1: Right. So no, you should be yeah. And and, and yeah. when you have to go through to get that money, you know, I'll make a reference, you know, this time of year is one of my favorite movies. It's it's a wonderful life. And they talk about the old man Potter, all right, And you know what he does, he he he's in charge of the local the local bank, right? And you have Bailey Savings and Loan, or he's on the board there and say, Well, gee, all you need to do is be friends with you know with one of the owners here and you and you can get a loan. Well, it's kind of what happens in small business, Jack. Right? You get you get to know your customers. Hey, Jack, you're going to be good for it. I trust you. I'm not having you give me anything. You know, walk, try walking into a bank. Say, hey, can I get a loan for for, for hundred thousand bucks?
0: Or a handshake. And with a and handshake, hey, done.
1: All right. I'm a good guy. You know, trust me. Well, have a few minute conversation. You know, and that's kind of it. And with a handshake, walk out, and not going to happen, right now maybe you know that used to happen and again go, you know, going back to the to the, to the 40s when his wonderful life w- was out. but that's that's basically what you're doing as a business owner. You have other than your feel and part of the challenges too is as an owner, Jack when somebody comes to you and says that they, they want to buy your product and service, you can't wait to give it to them. You can't wait to get another customer on board because everything's going to be great. this new customer everything's going to work out well. You know, it's like any kind of new relationship. You know, it's all it's all upside. It's all going to be great and grand, and are not worried about all the problems I may have had with some prior customers. Jack, you know, these new ones are going to be going to be, be just the right ones for me. That's right. It's always the case. Good, warm, and fuzzies. So, so one of the things we we often will talk about is is you know running like like a credit report. You know, do, you know do a little check, a little background check on your customers before you bring them on board, and. Way more than half the companies, Jack. Don't need to do something as basic as that. So, folks who are bad actors and and are you know uh, stiffing people for the bill all over the place, mm-hmm. we'll go from one vendor to another vendor, to another vendor, keep on going, and just you know and and hope nobody catches up. And 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 often people aren't looking there because again they're so excited to have this new customer coming in that I'm going to do whatever I need to do to bring that customer on board, Jack. And now you're in. You're now, you've now provided that product or service, and what do you do? What do you do to get that money?
0: What can you do? Yeah. So, well, first of all, trying to collect a, a receivable. Of, you, you, ship, you ship your product to your customer, and that creates a receivable for you. So that customer is now going to pay you, and, and uh, he doesn't pay you, or she doesn't pay you. So what happens? What, what recourse do you have? What can you do? You, you have to become threatening after a while if this gets too old. You know, there, there's a, what, what's called the age receivable. Age receivables, which is part of, you have QuickBooks, which most small business do. You know, it's that, an automatic printout of, of uh, what uh, monies people owe you. So now you have to try to collect this. So how do you do it? They don't, most people don't like to ask for money. Most people don't like to get into situations where they have to ask their customer to do what the customer should be doing.
1: So so pause right there, Jack, because you mentioned a great report, the age, the accounts receivable report. So whatever accounting system you're using, whether it be QuickBooks, something else, they all should have that. Now, that does require though, Jack, that you're putting all your information into your system to give you an Mm -hmm. accurate view. But uh, let's assume that you have that, where again, whenever you send out something, you send a bill out, it gets put in there. So what it's nice about that to your point, Jack, it shows not only shows that what everybody owes you, but it shows you are they current? Are they 30 days past what they you know the 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 due date, 60 days, 90 plus days? It gives you a sense in terms of who, who's there. So what you want to focus on first is those folks who are probably 90 plus days, right? Those folks who are the oldest. Where hey, you know, do you have terms for 90 days where somebody can can not pay you for three months? Probably not. So why aren't having those people paid you yet? So you know, so go to that report. I think a lot of people don't even though that that report exists, Jack, or might not be accurate. You're right. Right? Yeah, you're right.
0: The accuracy of
1: it usually is uh, people
0: don't understand. <laughs> Coming back to that again.
1: And it, and it seems silly, again, to, to, to an outsider who's not run a small business, it seems silly that you would not be keeping track. But there's so many other things to keep track of as a small business owner, you often don't pay attention to it. Or until somebody raises their hand and says, hey, look, hey, hey, boss, see this report? showing about you know that these folks you know, that, that supposedly love us they aren't really paying us right and we've seen all kinds of situations like this and it, it, it depends what happens i guess let's talk about a couple things so first of all it's going to be different if you're dealing with a big company versus a small company now in general the big company is going to pay you okay now the challenge though with the bigger companies if you had big companies that, that are clients of yours the challenge is to find a live body, right? Usually what you have is you have some 800 number that you can call and you get into the, whether you get into voicemails or you get into the to the, to the menus of, you know, trying to, you know, just try to find a potty, right? And some, somehow you're getting thrown here and you're leaving voicemails all over the place. You can't you can't get a live person. Or you have an email address, Jack, but it's, it's ap at xyzcompany.com, right? So AP being the accounts payable department. That's the flip side of the accounts receivable, right? That's the, the folks that are, that are paying stuff. And so you don't even know anybody. You don't even have a name. I don't know if it's Joe or Betty or Sal. I have no idea who, who this AP at you know at, at XYZ company is. It's just it's it's kind of a ghost. And so many of these big companies will have a process. A process, first of all, for you to get approved just to be a vendor. And, and they they put all these hoops in the way. And then they have a certain way that they they might may want you to submit your invoices, or they have their own system that they have to put it into. And they have all these rules, right so they have, and we're cutting checks once a month and it, but at the end of the day, you got to figure out what those rules are because there's chances are there's probably a dozen steps you have to go through. but if you do those dozen steps Jack, you're gonna get paid because those, those big companies know that they got to pay you. The last thing they want is some bad press that all of a sudden they're stiffing a small vendor of theirs for a couple thousand bucks. All right What a great story that would be, right? The whole David Live story. okay, right here, here's a big big bad company. You know, being you know being bad to a small business, so they will will have those things. It can be frustrating, but they have a process. But again, they put the onus on you. And as we know, Jack, most small businesses do not have a strong administrative function. They have that. They may have an office manager or a cousin or a spouse or somebody kind of doing a lot of this stuff, but it isn't necessarily something that, that they're good at. So, but they go through and make sure those steps are there. Now, first step is making sure that you know what those steps are. But then you got to make sure that the folks who are doing the production know what it is too, you know, to make sure things are happening. So there's a lot of communication that has to happen. So the big companies can be can be a little different versus a small company where chances are you probably know who the accounts payable person is, Jack. You know, you, you may even know who the owner is, and so there's a, usually a different approach to them. You know, it's because it, 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 it's again it becomes more becomes more personal. So. A big, ch- a big challenge, though, in that case for you as the owner, is to remain relatively unemotional. You can get pretty fired up. Hey, Jack, you're such an ass. You know, you told me you were going to pay, it, it, it. all of a sudden, you know, well, what's that doing? That's just gotta, that's kind of that's going to throw some fuel on the fire. And it's that's how a, that's how a big percentage of uh,
0: <laughs> of calls or contacts are made. Right. And it's out of frustration. They don't know any. You know, they don't really. They, they don't have the confidence. They don't have the the wherewithal to to uh, really be cool on this. So they blow up. Look at them. God damn it! You owe me money, and and uh, well, maybe most people don't swear on this call, first time. And uh, it it builds up, and you know they don't have the experience in doing it, so that doubles the, the the frustration, and so they blow out and they get nothing done. You'll hang up on me if I get too tough with you and stay that way. Right. Hey, I'm never going to ship you again. You know, but you already have a, one or two backup suppliers that you know you can you can do okay. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you're gonna take my my product and stiff me for an extra six months or something. So right. It, it creates quite a relationship.
1: So so as we kind of try to make that the, the, the big difference between a big company and a small company, you know, chances are if the big company's not paying you. It's probably because you haven't gone through whatever the 17 hoops they've set up for you. got to go through to get paid. Right. With a small company though, it's probably very different. And ch- chances are either they're not happy with the product or service that you provided Jack, or they have something going on themselves. All right. Either they're in some trouble, things aren't going well for them, or they could be going through some tremendous growth themselves where all of a sudden they have, you know, some cash that's tight. So a big part of what we, we, what we would advise, and we advise our clients this way, is you have some small companies that owe you some money, it's good to do a little bit of digging, you know, a little bit of digging and try to figure out what's going on. And we had a case, we had a case years ago uh, with one of the companies that, that Jack and I are involved in, where, you know, we had given some credit to one of our clients, it was a small business client, and uh, we got a call one day from the client and said, hey, we sold the business. Hey, great, congratulations. We're thinking, okay, this is good. You know, it's sold the business. Money's coming in. We're we're gonna get taken care of, right? He said, but I've negotiated with, with the buyer for a three year payout uh for the vendors. Three year payout? What do you you know? And he owed us No, nah, no was, prior approval. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, he owed us, you know, maybe maybe it's like, let's say it was 15 grand, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood, right? So it's it's real money, but it's not like hey, it's gonna it's gonna destroy people. And so we started to do a little digging, and so as they do do a little digging, you start kind of asking around. You know, are there other folks that you know that deal with this person? That there were some folks that, that, that we did, and one of the things that we uncovered was, our debt was rounding error. You know, they had they had you know over a million dollars of debt that they owed people. You know, various would be other vendors like us or the banks or else. And so we're thinking, hey, you know what? That's important for us to understand. Because We said, look, you know, you know, the fifteen grand's not gonna make or break anybody, right? And why should we be going through some hoops and waiting three years? It just seemed it, you know, especially for a person, you know, in this case who had made a lot of promises in the past, Jack, that hadn't been hadn't been kept up. So what we did is we dug our heels in and said, No, we want to get paid the entire amount. You can pay us, and and whether you pay us out of whatever funds he was receiving, or you, again, there's enough money there that it, you can pay us now, and we dug our heels in. Now, as you might imagine, he wasn't too happy about it. But within a couple of weeks, guess what? We got our check. We got paid. Now, he may have been a little upset. Again, upset about what? It was him. It wasn't us. Again, it wasn't like our services. Or you know, we were very good to him and understanding. But he's upset that we would, we 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 wouldn't keep working with them. Yeah, you know, once he wasn't in control anymore. That's a big challenge. Like all of a sudden, you're dealing with the owner. You feel better, but now you're going to a bigger company, no chance. And wouldn't you know? About five years later, Jack, the same person resurfaced with a new company, and is back being customer ours again. <laughs> All right. So, so depending on how you handle these situations, your point, Jack. If you get real emotional and start cussing at each other and slamming the phone down, okay, guess what? <clears throat> Probably not going to go very well, and you know how it's going to spiral out of control. You know, and maybe there's lawsuits back and forth or whatever it might be, but there's certainly a lot of a lot of bad blood, but. If you do some digging to see what's kind of going on. Now we had a client of ours that had a similar situation where now he was owed a little more, he was owed six figures, hundred thousand plus as a, as a, customer has been a customer for a number of years. And the customer kept talking about some growth that, that, that customer had been going through and it was growing pains. So the, the business was doing well and everything else. And we said, okay, well, when's the last time you'd, you you'd been by to see the customer. And it'd been a little while the customer is local. We said, why don't you kind of stop by and, and, get a tour of the place because many things Jack we always talk about if you get inside of a building and you get inside of a company you can get a feel for the place you can get a feel for success you can get a feel for if they're talking about you know accelerated growth things have you can tell if a company is kind of you know young and growing and exciting versus mm-hmm. kind of old and tired you, you can't yeah, get that a feel time.
0: that's that's a good feel too and that's that's a very real thing you know, you walk in carpets dirty and place messed up and not not cleaned and you know you, you know when you're in a company that's slipping or has already slipped
1: so right so if you have the ability that if that if that customer is local to go, go go stop by and we said too we prepared our client for this said okay <laughs> when you go in there too what it would like you to do is like you to ask them for their financials and he so, so what do you mean well ask them for their their, their p l and their balance sheet I said, "Can I do that?" Come back to the bank discussion again, right? Well, say if you go to the bank and ask him for a loan, they ask you for your for your financials. You're not going to bat an eye. That's that's what the bank should be doing. So, hey, you've already been playing the bank for this guy. He guy owes you six, over hundred thousand dollars. And and what it'll do is, he said, "Look, if he says no, that'll tell you a lot, All right? So why would he say no?" If he's truly growing and things are going well, his financials should show that. You should see growth in his his sales and his people. Okay, you should you should see that. Well, what you, what you can also see, you know, if if he doesn't, if if he if he says no, you start to wonder what, why? What's he hiding? It'd be a different. Tag. If he says yes. You can see what's going on. You can also see. Well, again, come back to how how important are you? So the fact that he owes you hundred thousand bucks, well, he may owe other people millions of dollars. So he's not necessarily thinking about you or. You might be his top creditor. So in this case, he went in, he got the tour of the place, goes back, goes back to the, the customer's office and said, Hey, can I get your latest P and L balance sheet? Picks up the phone calls us. Hey, can you bring in the latest P and L balance sheet? Just like that. No problem. Our client was amazed, Jack. He couldn't believe it. Here he is sitting now. Most people, as we know, Jack, won't even ask for that. And, and a reason, you know, a part of it is like, you know, is our client said, well, can, can I do that, right? That's like I didn't know I could could, could ask that. But really the the, the 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 bigger reason is well if they do get it what the heck do they do with it? Because most owners don't understand financial statements. So they will be like, okay, here I'm looking at a piece of paper, but I don't know, I don't know what's what it's telling me. So if you if you're not familiar with financials, well, but that's a way to sort of get, get information. So hopefully, you know, if you're not strong with your financials, maybe you've got your accountant or you've got your coach or somebody that, that is, but it can tell you a lot about what's kind of going on. In this case, what we discovered was. Our client was the third biggest creditor, the third biggest creditor. So he was important. And he had seen the operation and he could tell. He said, last time I was there, he said, it's grown so much since last time I was there. he could see the activity, everything that that the client had been telling him, Jack, felt and seemed true based on what he experienced by just walking through the place. And plus what he was seeing based on the financials. So what they did was, and, and, and again, this client needed him. You know, because he he was growing it and our client was providing a great service for him, you know, in terms of in terms of what he needed. So they worked out a deal to where they would pay instead of giving him additional credit, he'd give him more credit, but they, they would pay a certain amount on the old on the old debt every time. They get caught up on things. And it became a fantastic client going forward for both of them. Not only did they get paid back what was owed to them, they continue to grow with them. And they continue to be a very good customer for them for years that way. So, depending on the situation you're dealing with, how you handle it can make sure things work well, and it works well for everybody, or it goes real bad real quick. Yeah, there are good, good, effective ways to, you know,
0: get a past due receivable collected. I mean, you, you a variety of a variety of things can be done, um, starting with basically a, an agreed upon set of rules you know like Adam Adam uh, owes me uh, fifty thousand bucks and we won't go that high we'll say ten thousand bucks and he's he wants I, I know Adam I like him I know he's uh, wanting to pay this ten thousand bucks but he's really strapped for cash and he, he isn't a guy who has cash flow statements and uses accounting for for uh, you know, running his business. I mean he runs it in a way that he learned, and that's more from the product side. So here I, I'm I'm in a dilemma now to try to get this ten thousand from Adam. So I gotta keep my cool. I can't be crazy. But I can get little victories, if you will, get him to agree that look, you know, he owe us the money, that's no problem. Uh, how can we pay this back? Can I give you six months? And if I give you six months, will you abide by it? Now, if Adam doesn't have his house together and, you know, he's getting bombarded by other people who who he owes money to and he can't get the lines of credits with his uh, supplier, if he's a manufacturer, and on and on. So I'll work with you, but you give me dates that you'll pay and I expect you to do that. Live up to those dates. Now, some people will do versions of that. Adam, some Adams will do do versions of that. And the $10,000 he owes me at the time we're agreeing to this, he, Adam is just happy as hell. We leave with the best of hi fi, brother. And, and uh, uh, I look to be paid off in six months. Thanks for being so fair and working with me, blah, blah, blah. So he no longer, he no sooner, hanged up the phone and Another creditor is uh, bugging the shit out of him. And, and so this happens two, three times. And all of a sudden, he's lost track of the fact that he said at, at uh, January 1st, he'll have one-sixth of that payment uh, in my hands. So January 1st comes. And not only do I have the payment, but I wanted to call him and say, hey, you know, that first payment was due. I can't get hold of him all of a sudden. He's ducking me. He's ducking me in big ways. Now, that's not what you want to do. You, you really don't want to do that. Uh, I'll give him a chance. Maybe I'll give him two chances. Hey, Adam, I finally get hold of him. I'm taking out a lot of my time. And he gives me another date. Yeah, he said, oh, I'll make it up. He's uh, had this one one big problem, blah, blah, blah. So that date comes and he can't do it. I got to track him down again. That's the wrong thing to do. If Adam had called me, you know, and with the first 10,000 or first uh, payment that was due, basically three or four days before it was due, and said, He's having trouble. Could I give you a reduced payment? Or could I? I'd work with him. I'd gladly work with them. I wouldn't be swearing at him. And even though I'm like, frustrated and PO'd, you know, it, uh, I'd give him that. I'd give him that time. There's so many ways to work out deals. And when you're on the, the I have to pay side, that's the accounts payable side in their company, you gotta be honest and forthright. And if you don't have a forecast, it's impossible to do that. You know, if you have more than 10, 15 customers, you know, you're you're not gonna remember that stuff when you write it down in some crazy way that you'll forget about it. So it's very important that you come up with a way, a way of paying back uh, uh a past due debt and give good reasons the best reasons you can i'd like to when i was a little more operating i'd like to i take a look at the past two receivables and i'd call them and i used to like to get get explanations given as to why they can't make the payment and there's really some creative stuff that that takes place there and it's just a lot of, it can be a lot of fun your disposition in a more favorable yeah. way because you're still trying to help out. I'm still trying to help out Adam, he's a good guy. So,
1: <laughs> so you do more listening on those calls versus yelling and pontificating, right? So, you call hey, just yeah. what's going on, it, see what they say.
0: That doesn't work, and yeah, you, know, you flip over uh, to an attorney and let an attorney call. It, I mean, that, that can work too. There, there's probably
1: infinite number of reasons why you can't uh, pay a bill.
0: But you don't get too many chances. Well,
1: that's more of that last in, effort, Jack. As you might imagine, you get attorneys involved. That's that, that's hard to recover from. That's, it usually goes down a path where usually the attorney gets paid, and everybody else gets pretty upset. Right? Yeah, that's right. But there's a couple of great points too that you're as you're bringing that out as you're talking about that, Jack. I, I think first of all, especially in today's day and age, call versus email.
0: Mm.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I emailed many times, Jack. Never responded. Well, did you call anybody yet well no okay well we have this technology i know it's old it's called a telephone but it still works pretty well right <laughs> so why don't we call somebody why don't i call them and talk to them to your point and, and get an explanation and <clears throat> because again people who are above board who are having again people have issues to your point jack you, you want to call them to understand yeah i'm confused what's going on you know hey you guys uh we sent you a bill for $10,000. You sent us a check for a thousand bucks. Did it just miss a zero, right? Or, or what, you know, what's going on? So calling versus email, you know, again, technology is wonderful. It's great to get things set up and automated where those invoices go out. And it's okay, that's great. But don't forget that personal connection. Call somebody. And even if you know the owner, to your point, Jack, call in the the accounts payable department, or the person handling, handling payment, see what they say. Because guess what? Chances are the story that the owner's telling you and the story that the fail apart is telling you are going to be a little different. They may be a lot different. It's okay, but it, it's, it's part of you doing some digging, getting information. That's part of what this is kind of geared towards. You. Because again, at the end of the day, if you look at it as fun, like, like Jack's just describing, Jack would have fun with these phone calls. All right. Most people don't view it that way. And I'm calling to collect money. People don't like to talk about that. Right. But he's, he's trying to see what's going on. So, Having that call, we're trying to trying to figure out, trying to figure out how do we help. But it's also, this is your money. This money is owed to you. So, how are they going to pay it? So, assume that they're going to pay it. The question is, how they're going to pay it, and and what are they trying to tell you? And if you have enough of those conversations, Jack, I'm sure you've got a top ten list you could probably share with us. So, here are the top ten excuses you get in terms of why they can't pay or 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 what happened. And if you keep hearing those excuses, usually you'll have a response to it or a way to kind of go. So. The calling versus email in the technology is, I think, a big deal, especially today, because people still use their phones, and and most people don't use the phone. They're, they'll be using technology,
0: well, if if possible. If possible, this is the local vendor of yours, and
1: and uh, this is we're talking
0: smaller businesses now, All right? Uh, to show up on a you know on a not in a, you know, uninvited, just, just, yeah uninvited just show, show up. up. I, uh, I was over close to your shop and I thought I'd call and see how you're doing. Right.
1: and Show up. Yeah, right. yeah, you at least get in the front door. <clears throat> i had that before, Jack. Show up somebody's oh, house. Yeah. I just want to make <laughs> sure right. you're okay. I've, heard, you know, I've been calling. I, I, I thought maybe something happened <clears throat> to you. Yeah, you're BSing me, so I'm going to BS you too. You know, last thing I
0: I could care less about your health. I want my check. You know, well, but you don't
1: don't even mention the check. You say, "Hey, just make sure you're okay." If I come in, all of a sudden I walk out with a check. How how'd that happen? Because you show up with your (laughs) point. So it's it's often something as simple as that. Uh, The the second point I want to make sure we 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 touch on coming out the, the the part you were sharing there before, Jack, is getting people paying something. All right, so if somebody owes you ten grand, okay, well maybe they can't pay you all ten grand today. Can you pay me a thousand? If you get them paying something, it's much easier because it's like any it's like any other habit. If if they're used to paying you every month, they'll keep paying you. If they're used to not paying you every month, they'll keep they'll keep not paying you, right? So to be able to work out something like that, to say, hey, here's here's the terms, and okay, so and, and your point, as long as they keep to it. So yeah, so. We'll let you pay a 1000 a month in the next 10 months, Jack. But if at any point in time where it comes the second of the month, you haven't paid us, I'm calling you. You better be calling me beforehand. Because if I call you, it's going to be worse versus you calling me. So you, you talk about it. You say, here's what's kind of going on. Because at the end of the day, they usually need you. You, you need them. You, you want to have them have it. So part of what you don't want to do, especially because, again, if you, if you understand what's going on, if you have a client that's growing, chances are it's probably a client you want to be attached to. Because you can grow with them. Now, if you have a client and you do some digging, you realize, hey, their better days are behind them, Jack. Well, then you better make, you make sure you get paid what you get paid that's owed to you and don't be too much more at risk going forward with them. And if you do, shame on you, all right? shame on you. It, 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 a big part of this is making sure you pay attention to it. And again, I don't care if you have an office manager or an accountant, whoever, nobody cares as much about your money as you do. And the folks who
0: that's, owe you that's, money, a, that's a fact, Adam. That's a fact.
1: Well, the folks owe you the money, Jack, they usually know that they owe you the money. And they're just waiting to see how you collect it. Much like you were saying, you know, on the flip side of you making those phone calls, you also like to get those phone calls, Jack. You want to see what people, what their approach is to collecting money. Mm-hmm. I learned some stuff, right? So, again, not everybody's like Jack, where they get they have that kind of sense of humor where they, where they enjoy those kind of things, but you might enjoy it. You, you, give it a shot and see, you know, but, uh, there's different ways to do it, but again, coming back to at the end of the day, and, and you as the boss, you as the owner calling has a certain presence to it. So you can talk to owner to owner and have a discussion that your your account's receivable person maybe couldn't have. And you can make promises, you can make negotiations. And if you determine that, hey, guess what? The client's going the wrong way. Well, if you can get five grand, 10 grand they owe you, take it and go and, and be done with it and just move on and kind of, hey, it's a, a lesson you've learned along the way, but better to get five than nothing. Right. Yeah. So you, you want to understand kind of where they're at before you kind of make your approach. And so the phone calls, the, the, the physical visits, if you can, are fantastic to be able to do that to kind of get, to get that feel for it. But there are lots of ways to do it. And if you stay, again, relatively unemotional, you can have some success with it. But it's a, it's a listen, challenge. listen a lot. Listen a lot to what, what they're saying. You can
0: you know, there's so many ways to uh, get that debt settled. They you, they could trade you some uh, some inventory if they're again a manufacturer of sort or a distributor. They have product that has value. Uh, you know they, they they can make you know it's like the old fashioned bartering system. And you know, I'll, I'll take something. I'll take some some of your product and payment. That's fine. Even some of the obsolete stuff if I have a better place for it. So it's my it's the industry that I'm specializing in chances are I can be a little creative with you. It's, it's the key to be calm and listen and then lay out some creative ideas that they haven't thought about. They aren't in a pondering mode and they just, you know, here's how I do business and hey, we could maybe do something different. And usually there's, there's something there if you can spend the time together in a rational manner.
1: And, and it, it, I don't want to say it if, because again, come back to, this is your money. So if it's not important enough for you to make time for it, ain't nobody else going to make time for it, Jack. So <laughs> it, it, kind of, it comes on to you to, to kind of do that. And again, come back to how, how you handle that stuff. When we've been on the flip side of this, we've helped folks. And you know, if, if you listen to our podcast before, you know Jack's story where he's he's personally bought five troubled companies and got them fixed up and turned around. So we know what it's like to work with that. And we've coached people through, you know, some some tough times before. And well, what we advise them is when they have people that they owe money to, and they get those angry phone calls, people are swearing at them, hanging up the phone on them, and threatening lawsuits. Well, guess what? If there's a list of twenty folks that owe, that, that they owe money to, you've just placed yourself a number twenty. You're all the way at the bottom of the list. Like, hey, you know what? If you're not going to work with me, get out of here. And if you're going to threaten the lawsuit and everything else, that's fine. That's you know, let it go. And that's going to be. <clears throat> Months or years before anything gets settled there, versus the other 19 people that might be willing to work with you. Those are the folks that are going to help you not only through, the, you know, and you get to learn about people through this process, Jack. As we've said a number times in the show too, when money gets involved, people will often reveal some of their true colors and how they kind of handle stuff. And you're going to be surprised, positively and negatively, by your customers <laughs> or your vendors if you get these situations kind of going on. But if you're comfortable doing it and you're, you get, you, you, you know, it's one of those things where. Again, we open up the show talking about this where you're a bank. You may not have thought you were going to be a bank, but hey, that's one of the things you, that you've agreed to be when you become a small business owner you become a bank. So you got to get comfortable talking about money and how to handle this stuff. And no matter how big or small you are, nobody's going to care as much about it as you are. So keep that in mind.
0: That's right. That's All right.
1: right. <clears throat> Any other parting words of wisdom for today, Jack? Uh, other than uh, if, you're,
0: <clears throat> if you're behind the eight ball, don't panic. Basically, uh, planning will get you out of it if you have good plans. And I, we're, we're talking about very practical, usable plans. Uh, don't duck it, you know, just just try to keep it as positive as possible. Work things out. And the only way you can work things out is by talking with each other. And it's amazing what you can accomplish and the opportunities that come out of something like that. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's about it. It's no, it's not, as they say, brain surgery.
1: But so we have a lot more positive stories and negative stories. And we've been doing this together for 20 years, Jack, and now we've got decades of experience before then. And I'd say 80% 90% of the, of the stories wind up positively when they're handled yeah. this right way. But the, the other 10 or 20%, <clears> many of them could have been saved or salvaged if they were handled in the proper way, kind of starting out. Versus coming in with guns a blazing and just, you know, giving somebody no choice. So, but it's something, again, if you haven't experienced it yet, you're lucky. It's going to be coming. So this might be a show you you, you refer back to and all of a sudden that starts happening. Hey, what's that? What's that collect my money show? And maybe make sure I get paid. Okay. This is a show that you'll come back to, or maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's somebody, you know, share the show with them. It's something that I think they'll find valuable. It's a great new year's gift to them. So, but, uh, Appreciate you listening as we, as we do every week. As I said, this is episode 348, uh, you can get the other 347 shows. You can either go to our website, Secrets business.com. If you go there, you can see there's an episodes tab. You click on that. It'll be a search bar. You can put in whatever topic you're looking for. It'll feed back to you whatever shows we've done on that topic. If none of those shows kind of suit your fancy or something else you have a question about, you can email us at radio at maximumvp.com or give us a call. Three three zero they six seven zero. I'll be happy to answer the question for you directly, or we'll do much like we, we do every week, like this. We'll put together a show and answer the question because chances are, if you have that question, somebody else does as well, and they'll be happy that you you, you ask the question for them. Um, if you're listening on a podcast player, you can go to that podcast player. It could be iHeart or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you search for "Dirty Secrets of Small Business," you can subscribe to our show. We drop a new show every Thursday morning, so it'll be delivered right there to your smart device. And you can get all the prior shows there as well. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk with you all next week. I know.